0: Broadcasting from the Dragon's Lair, from the fiery bowels of our heritage Grand Standard Maribyrnong Reserve, on the banks of the Saltwater River in Melbourne's Inner West. At the once legendary, now long gone, Kerjan Speedway. On behalf of the 93 years young, still legendary, still very much here, local cricket institution, Barclay Street Uniting Cricket Club, it's time for the Purple Dragon to arise. It's time to quest for local cricket gold. It's time to feel the fire of the Dragon Cricket Podcast. <laughs>
1: Dragons just swept in again. Hey, um, look, awesome to be here. and Welcome to the uh, first ever episode of the Dragon Cricket Podcast. Um, you know, really exciting to be here. We, Marcus and I have been talking about this for months, so it's great to be fun to be recording and getting some content um, out there. Uh, my name's Chris Lacey, and I'm joined by... Uh, the Real Rev, uh, Marcus Curnow. Welcome, Marcus.
0: Thank you, uh, Chris. Uh, otherwise known as Captain uh, Grumpy, uh, or otherwise FFS Lacey, the uh, famous last uh, captain of the uh, now defunct Barclay Street 4th 11. Uh, doomed. Doomed it was. <laughs> soon uh, to be reincarnated. Re- well, maybe, you know, maybe. Soon to be reincarnated, 4th 11. We live in hope of <laughs> the <do>. resurrection <laughs> of uh, the Barclay Street 4th 11. That's why we're all
1: here. Um, yeah. So look, why don't we just uh, just for those who don't know too much about Barkley Street Cricket Club, Marcus, why don't we talk a little bit? About what's with the Dragon podcast? What's that? What's that all about?
0: Uh, well, uh, you know, the Dragon obviously is the uh, logo of the Barclay Street uh, Club, but you know, it's also a great uh, image, you know, in uh, traditional culture, or it's that medieval sort of. I don't know. Uh, Dragon, quest, Game of Thrones, sort of, you know, the hero's journey. <laughs> Flying uh, the dragon. That sort of, yeah, I yep. think it's the metaphor for good and evil and the quest for everything in between. And, yeah, when I think of local park cricket, Chris, <laughs> uh, you know, I can only think of it in terms of, uh, yeah, a quest for, for gold. The gold that is... Uh, Community, connection, uh, whacking whacking the wickets, whacking the leather ball over the bowler's head for a big six. Uh, The sort of connection that you get with a bunch of blokes that you don't in any other way or any other sport. Some of it's ridiculous, but uh, yeah, that's some of the gold. that uh, The dragon's gold that I reckon the dragon's a good metaphor for. Yeah, fantastic. uh, That's the sort of thing we're trying to capture in... uh, in this podcast, you know there's all these podcasts about what's happening in the wonderful world of cricket And I respect some people's ability means they have to play cricket at a higher level But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you well, most know, of us though But most of us, the real true meaning of cricket Of yes. what, why we love it, of what it brings to our lives How it heals the world, <laughs> question mark and That's one of the questions we've got to answer here yeah. uh, It's all about park cricket yes. Ordinary people are grabbing a stick, grabbing a ball and uh, haven't hit, haven't hit.
1: Yep, and uh, and that's what this podcast is all about. It's all about the journey uh, that uh, a park cricket club uh, takes every week in getting uh, anywhere between thirty three and forty four blokes on the ground uh, to to have a hit of cricket, oh,
0: mate. And that's a journey. The journey motif, mate. I mean, life is a road movie. You know, the the journey of self discovery. What better way than playing cricket with a bunch of blokes to. Uh, you know, expose your truth to uh, the world and the universe. Right. The truth comes out, mate, in park cricket every, any given Saturday.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, and Marcus and I have known each other for a long time. We've been mates for over 20 years. We've played a lot of cricket together. We've worked a lot together. A lot of cricket. Uh, we're godparents to each other's
0: kids. <laughs> oh, Lord. As well.
1: So, look, there's, there's a lot of connection <laughs> there. But it's fair to say, Marcus, that our cricketing stories have been Pretty diverse, um, mm. or divergent, in terms of, of ability. Um, so how many hundreds have he made? Oh,
0: no, 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 come on, <laughs> mate. Uh, park cricket, oh, not as many as you would think. Oh, <laughs> to... Not as many as you deserve, <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? <clears throat> oh, Lord. About ten. About ten. Let's just leave it at that.
1: In, in, I think in one season, in 2009, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was a good season. A yeah, good a season. lot
0: of catches went down that season. That's you know, right. in thirty years of cricket you've gotta just have that season where no one catches anything.
1: Yeah. Um Now my cricketing journey's not quite as as solid as Marcus. Marcus uh great all rounder, can can bat, can keep, can uh, can bowl a <laughs> bit too, the odd the odd one get the one odd one to swing away. <laughs> Uh, I've played uh, 25 years or so of cricket, uh, <laughs> never won a final. That, that's one of the great, mm, great tragedies. I had some good teams that I played in, mm. uh, but never Should have won. won the final. Should have won. Yeah. Uh, and we can look tell some stories over the course of the year, no doubt, about some of those tragic moments. I made 150 in my yep. entire cricket career. Ah, yes. Uh, I thought it was a spectacular fifty, personally, yeah. uh, but it was described by three people who witnessed it as the worst fifty <laughs> they, they've ever seen, including the wicketkeeper, the uh, the batsman at the other end, my own teammate, and the umpire. So you well, know
0: that's a pretty good cross section, uh, mate. That's, uh, so, yeah. uh, look, how uh, many times did you get put down?
1: Uh, look in that innings, uh, four times. <laughs> four times went through it's in slips, the book, mate. So look in the book uh, as a fifty, uh, which I which I treasure forever. But it's fair to say, I was was pretty much picked as your specialist captain. So, in that, uh, I I captain a lot of teams, and um, that's really been my Uh, my main focus. You bring
0: the strength of a king, mate, of a captain of the Alpha Male. You're strong. That's why you get the nickname Captain Grizzly. Yes. Uh, You know, you bring a strength. Uh, You bring other blokes together who can play cricket. (laughs) That's right. You're much better than me (laughs) at cricket. You're like the Mike Brealy of park cricket. You know, couldn't do much himself, uh, but sort yeah. of managed to hang it together. I think he's got a psychology degree, and you probably well, needed to play with Ian Botham.
1: One of the old, he won a couple of Ashes series, I think, didn't he? Well, he, yeah. yeah,
0: he was captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, you're still waiting to win a semi-final. But That's true. That, yeah, um, yeah. Let, alone, let alone the Ashes.
1: We interrupt this broadcast with this urgent message.
0: It's Marcus Cano. I'm here at Barclay Street Uniting uh, Cricket Club. It's our first training session. with at the Westgate Sports Complex down in Altona North. Uh, I'm here with uh, Club Secretary, Jeff Law. Jeff Law, I believe you have a big uh, news announcement for the club. Can you let us know uh, what that is for the coming season? Yes, Marcus. We're uh, very excited to announce that Thuranga, Ther, Fernando, that's not easy to say at this time of the night, is uh, our club captain for this season. Uh, He brings a wealth of experience and uh, ability with him. Uh, Two seasons ago he took nearly 60 wickets and made over 400 runs. So if he can even bring uh, half that to us this coming season, it's going to be a big plus on what we were uh, showing last season. Along with uh, Karanga, we've picked up another couple of uh, overseas imports that uh, thanks to... Thuringa has uh, organised so they hopefully will be here at the start of the season uh, one of those being a wicketkeeper keeper batsman which we're very excited about and uh, also another uh, slow left arm Chinaman bowler Fantastic, exciting times for the club Thank you Jeff Law the oh, <whistles> Okay now I'm just looking over the nets and I can see the club president is addressing some of the players, so I might try and just head over there, Yeah, and we'll see if we can uh, listen in. He played in our comp two years ago, got the best part of 60 wickets and 400 runs, so he knows what he's talking about. Um, Danny will curate a pitch for him so I can get some wickets, but, um, and he's, he's got a couple of mates coming from Sri Lanka as well, so... Um, things are looking up and our, our ones are looking a lot more stronger than what they were last year, so if you've got some mates, bring them along Thanks Club President Adam McMahon, the death adder the snake in the grass <laughs> <laughs>
2: For sure, (laughs) but uh, look, um,
1: we're here to to talk about cricket, but we're also here to talk about. And we use the term "blokes" a fair bit. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of women's cricket at Barker Street at the moment. That's something that we'd love to do. Absolutely, but it is about uh, our cricketing journey has really been about blokes and men getting together and uh, and Mm. having a hit and, and all the different personalities and the backgrounds and all the different reasons and needs that people play cricket. Um, and so that's part of this show as well. We want to have a bit of a think about what it means to be blokes playing cricket at the moment in the current climate of, of, around cricket.
0: Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Uh, some of the best things I learned about being a man uh, were on a cricket field. Uh, <laughs> tragically, some of the worst things I learned about being a man were also uh, on a cricket field. The great dichotomy. And there's no, uh, there's no secret at the moment that uh, Australian cricket is in crisis. Currently under review, yes. uh, you know, because of uh, cheating. Yes, Sandpaper Gate. Yes, or is that or Tape Gate first? Then sa- gate. Oh yes. yeah, it was like one of those moments uh, that hit us all. Yeah, I don't know the the death of JFK, nine <laughs> eleven. Do you remember where you were, Chris, when you uh, found out about uh, this horrible reality and sort of emerged?
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I saw. It, I, I was sitting on my couch and I, and I saw the. It was the first time I. I saw it. it was actually the interview that um, that Simon uh, that Steve Smith and Hanscom did where they were explaining. I was like, "What the heck is going on here?" Oh, yeah. and Bancroft. Was, Bancroft, Bancroft, yes, yes. Bancroft, Sorry. Replicating
0: um, their press conference uh, in Perth during the Ashes. Remember when they were going on the headbutt? Remember yeah, that's right? Who was yeah. that? Was that Joe Root? Bairstow. They were Bairstow. going that other ranger. Yes. Bairstow <laughs> on on the the headbutt. Yeah, that's right. Lots has been said about the line and head yes. headbutting the line. <laughs> yeah. The Bairstow did the headbutt or not. But this was a press conference saying two people totally different situation.
1: Yeah, not
0: so well, smug, not so happy. Well, this the time first
1: ran. well they kind of. The odd thing it was is they probably would have pretty smug. I don't think they quite <laughs> Understood what was going on no and no idea, mate. Going no idea. I remember watching had saying, "What are you doing, Steve Smith? You've just thrown your young, uh, your young player, uh, your young charge uh, under the bus, yeah. and uh, you know, not really accepting responsibility and, and throwing." Uh, Throwing, you know, throwing Bancroft under.
0: So, and then all hell broke loose. That's right. Uh, literally, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. You know, to be I mean, it you. wasn't quite nine eleven. I mean, cricket <laughs> is morally superior to war, yes. and uh, one of the great strengths of cricket is that it it is not war. Although at times uh, things can lead to uh, yes. So yeah, those
1: comparisons be
0: ugly. Now that was a whole series. That wasn't just the sort of thing that just happened. I mean, there's a whole series of things and events. You know, ugly got series. reporter ugly Warner was in the news, and people were saying things about his wife, and he was reacting, and all sorts of things that were a lead up uh, to this. And the Aussies, just being the ugly Aussies, really uh, determined after the Ashes to go to South Africa and really just cannon the. Yeah, South Africans.
1: Off the park. Off
0: the, you know. Which
1: they'd done previously in a number of series. So there was a a level of confidence and arrogance, I think, going over to South Africa. Because we'd beaten South Africa over there a number of times, which they they never liked. So there was a reputation, I think, um, that that side had going to South Africa where they were kind of geared up for it and were (laughs) were ready for us to come. But I think the reaction to it was what I found fascinating. um, Mm. Because there's people I know who don't like cricket, who mm. actually hate cricket? Yeah, who really cared about this? Um, well, this way is why. More, this is this why. probably why they hate cricket. But you know, um, the reaction um, from the public was extraordinary, mm. and, and it's an interesting thing to reflect on. But there's still a bigger problem
0: here. Again, we've been talking about this and we've been ebbing and flowing and, you know, it's ugly but we win for years and we keep going. Somehow something in this incident seemed to bring it to a head and all of a sudden we've lost the captain, we've lost the vice-captain, we've lost the coach, we're all under review and Australian cricket... ...is in crisis. And Go- somehow it reflects, you know, on the, the deepest parts of Australian culture. Yes. Or, you know, the Prime Minister's making comments. Yes. Or it reflects on the deepest parts of our masculinity. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey, mate, it's another cricket season. Are you coming to training?
1: Mate, my shirt don't fit, my gloves have got holes, I smashed my stick after I made that duck last game last season... And I'm broke as well.
0: Oh, mate, what about your tax return? Oh, no,
1: it's almost cricket season. I haven't done any tax
0: return yet. Mate, it sounds like you need to talk to Jeff Law at Eversons. Eversons is a small size but progressive and fast-growing accounting practice that's been operating in the western suburbs for over 25 years. Jeff Law? Doesn't he play for the club? Mate, he is the club. He's played continuously for 53 years. Over 750 games, over 750 wickets, over 200 catches, more than 7,500 runs.
1: Wow, that's a great set of numbers. It's a great return.
0: Mate, whatever your numbers, he can help you get a great return too. But isn't he a bit past it? Well, it's true that age has wearied the once powerful baseball-throwing arm that's run out so many. These days he can't throw to save himself. But a good return he can get in is your tax. It might just be enough to get you that gear so you can make it down to pre-season and get off that duck. You can contact Everson's based in Hoppers Crossing on 9748
1: That's 9748 A proud sponsor of the Barclay
0: Street United Cricket Club. Geoff Law from Everson's for your tax. No arm, but a great return.
2: For show. You know, well, you've used the term
1: terms alpha male. Oh, yes. And you've used the term toxic masculinity. Oh, mate. Hashtag, Orly, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag toxic
0: masculinity. Hashtag. And, and I suppose... Mate, is it a thing or not?
1: Well, we, I think it's it's an interesting thing to... What's the difference or where's the line between being an alpha male and wanting to lead... Mm. And be strong, mm. and you know, play at, or achieve at your best ability, mm. and you know, push yourself to the, you know, um, and toxic when that term becomes toxic, um, mm. and that kind of toxic masculinity. I suppose uh, I'm interested in that where that line is, yeah. and what does that mean? Not just for international cricket, um, but what does that mean on the, on a Sadayavo that yeah. uh, at Maribyrnong Reserve or, or uh, Robert Barrett Reserve? Uh, where we play our cricket, um, you know, and it comes up, you know. There's, I mean, I, I remember as a captain, one of the the, the weirdest moments of my captaining career was having to ban rape jokes. Yeah, um, from yeah, you know, uh-huh. from my side, um, uh, with a couple of guys who liked to throw around a few rape. And I, I remember coming home and speaking to my wife and saying, I never thought in my life I would have to. Say the words, hey guys, uh, no more rape jokes. Uh, if you say that again, you won't be playing for this side again. There's
0: something about cricket which poses itself as the gentleman's game, and yes. being, you know, it's just not cricket, about being a sort of higher moral cause. No game's ever sort of convinced itself of such nonsense of its superior moral sort of values or something. And yet, the reality of cricket, particularly park cricket in Australia, <laughs> I would say, and, you know, it's in things, does this flow from the top down, from, you know, Boff and Steve Smith and the Reverend Dave Warner uh, down? Or does it actually flow up? Is this stuff that they're just a reflection of what they've been learning? Uh, Since others' well, from the Yeah, yeah and yeah. some really harsh stuff. I mean, toxic masculinity, it's a it's a hashtag, it's a meme, it's a media-polarised debate. And I know lots of men who are all for it and learning about it. I know other blokes who just totally hate it. So. It's a beat up. It's a creation. uh, It is. It's a pathologising of male identity by feminists. And uh, it's looking at the worst part of it. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I was on thinking about cricket and where it happens. You know, like you said, we've had some experiences of uh, cricket being a positive thing, but also cricket actually reflecting some pretty negative things. I looked up the dictionary definition of toxic masculinity. Okay. At least the Urban Dictionary online, <laughs> yeah. you know.
1: And, and it said, it well, yeah, that's <laughs> right. And so,
0: you know, it said right. stuff like blokes that are overly competitive rather than collaborative. Park cricket? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, emotionally stunted, not being able to express themselves.
1: Can happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, can yeah. happen. yeah. 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 Like even, you know, when you're having tea with blokes and that sort of stuff, there's a sense of, oh, these guys are assholes and we hate them and we have to hate them. Even And they're saying exactly the same Something about you. And yes. it happens to every team yeah. that I ever end up playing against or whatever, you know, slightly emotionally stunted. Uh, violence, you don't see too much violence in cricket. Maybe not like at local footy. Yeah. And yet I'd argue it's not far. It's been a couple of incidents.
1: Again, the redeeming elements of this stuff is really important too, and I suppose part of what what we we want to explore over the course of this podcast and this season uh, of the podcast is mm. is thinking, uh, you know, having some fun, uh, <laughs> thinking about cricket and and park cricket in particular, and mm. Barkley Street, meeting some of the, the amazing people and the the funny people um, and the extraordinary people that are around the club. Um, Uh, But also uh, thinking a little bit about these concepts of male identity and cricket and our experiences of that, what does that mean for for Marcus and I and what does it mean for the blokes that we play cricket with and and sharing some of that. And we'd be interested in doing that as part of the show and hopefully um, the people listening to this will be interested in that too and we can get a bit of a conversation going over the course of the season.
0: Uh, That's absolutely right, Chris. And, you know, the uh, way we fix uh, Australian cricket... I mean, we can have a review at the top level and we can Mm, ban... There's been a few of those, though. There's been a few of those and they're mostly papering other... We can change the coach, we can ban the captain and the vice-captain. But it takes more than that. Just because Dave Warner calls himself the reverend doesn't mean that he's really that equipped to really overcome some of this stuff. Hey, he's not a real reverend, I would say. You are. In fact, I I, (laughs) I can say as one that uh, it takes a bit to be a reverend these days. You can't just call yourself one as a cricket nickname and somehow be nicer for a little while, uh, the pressure's going to crack. You know, we've had Royal Commissions and stuff. They put a bit more effort into just what goes out as a reverend these days. Anyway, uh, but whatever you want to say about that, uh, you know, I sincerely believe that the answer has to come from the grassroots yeah, up. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and there's something about a bunch of blokes playing cricket on a Saturday coming from different walks of life, different experiences, whether you're all about toxic masculinity and you like the hashtag or whether you hate it, uh, there's a way of just, there's time, uh, there's space, there's uh, a purpose, that actually you get on a field and the truth about you, about what you think, about bloody sex and violence and emotions and that sort of stuff will be revealed in the course of a cricket match. Sometimes in the one sledge. Often, often, (laughs) often. (laughs) You know, and I'm not saying I'm perfect just because I'm a reverend on this. Far from it. You know, many a time we've headbutted the line and gone through it. And, uh, you know, we're working this out. But cricket, what a perfect vehicle uh, to do this. And park cricket. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's in the cut and thrust of something that's local, something that's real, something that brings different blokes together that we actually get to think and discuss. And, yeah, maybe uh, the change that's going to happen for Australian cricket uh, doesn't come from top down, it comes from bottom up. Awesome stuff. Danny, Danny, I need you here on the AGM. Come on. You're the chef and curator. Okay. Right, here with the dynamic couple at Barclay Street Danny and Mandy. Hello, Danny's curator, of course, Mandy's junior coordinator. We've got an upcoming event, the first social, uh, social event. It's a big year of social events at Barclay Street. The first social event of the year is the AGM. Maybe not the most exciting yes. one to kick us off, but uh, tell us, what can we look forward to at the AGM? Oh, I think we're going to have a nice barbecue, mate. Um, we might do something different this year. We might have some sausages on there. We <laughs> might have uh, some hamburgers. We might get some onions as well this year. Okay, so you're not only the curator of the pitch, you're the curator of the sausages. <laughs> uh, club chef, yes. could be said. It, uh, yeah. What can we look forward to at the AGM on September 16th? Um, Various um, people speaking. Um, yeah. Yourself, I think, is going to do a few comments. <laughs> I'm away, mate. I'm playing cricket in Cornwall. <laughs> Anything's possible. <mate>. Anything's possible. <laughs> uh, now, I believe a few life members are uh, up for grabs, always voted at the AGM each year. Uh, we don't know who they are yet. No, we don't. Any predictions? You've been around the club a long time. Well, who do you reckon's up? I was told and I've forgotten. Um, no. I think Josh McCabe might be one. Just huh? last year. Yeah, last year. I think you got it, mate. Well, oh, God, you, where were you? I was there. Drunk bro. too many at the presentation, I think. So highly unusual for, for me. Mandy's here. Mandy, what's your pick for life members this year? Daryl
2: Williams.
0: Williams. The old Dasher?
2: Not sure of the other one.
0: Okay, okay. Well, we've done a great service for geriatric cricketers over the years, <laughs> so it might still be a current player even. We might, it might be yourself, is it? Or are you already? <laughs> I'm close, I'm close. But, but, yeah, you'll have to come to the AGM. Yes. September 16. Uh, what time is it? Lunchtime.
2: Ten o'clock start for yep. cricket training and then twelve o'clock barbecue.
0: Beautiful, excellent. Come OK, I'm here at senior training with Theranga Fernando. Yes. Welcome, Theranga, to the club, to Barclay Street and to the Dragon Cricket Podcast. It's great to have you as part of the club. We've just heard the announcement from Jeff and Adam that you're going to be joining. You, uh, you've you played cricket in lots of different places and we're all about the journey, of the Dragon Cricket Podcast. It's a part cricket odyssey, so uh, you're a bit of a cricket journeyman.
2: Yeah. Tell us about uh, what crickets look like for you. Um thank you very much for giving that opportunity for the barclays Street this year and um, i was play first class cricket in sri lanka uh, i was playing 12 years first class in sri lanka uh, with good team uh, that moos sports club um, and because i was play with rangana Herat, you know number one left arm leggy because i was uh, i was bowling with uh, both then with him. and uh, after first game in my australian league cricket uh, 2007 i was playing Dennington cricket club in Bull and after came melbourne 2015 sunshine ycw um, that is uh, unforgettable. two years in ycw with ycw they won the first premiership
0: what are you uh, excited about uh, about being at barclays street this year
2: i, I need to get Uh, top four teams and I want to get everyone know Barclay Street because they have a good team especially seniors and um, I remember when I was playing against Barclay Street two years ago and I took five professions and we remember uh, that yeah (laughs) and uh, pretty good season uh, pretty good season for me and then uh, I know each uh, each other especially Adam and Jeff I'm a captain in this year. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a um, really good privilege for me and another couple first-class good players on the way for Barclay Street.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've got a few mates over in Sri Lanka that are going to come
2: and join. Yeah. Uh, tell us about who's coming. One of the wicketkeeper, batsman, and his name uh, is and he's a uh, good uh, young uh, active player at the moment because... Uh, He's still playing in Sri Lanka first-class cricket. And another uh, left arm Chinaman, uh, uh, and he can bet as well. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I think uh, we have a big year this year for Barclay Street, and uh, we have a plan for this year because we try to achieve that plan.
0: Very good. Now, look, we've, we once sponsored a Sri Lankan tennis ball tournament, and uh, I don't know what... Sh- crickets like in Sri Lanka. Uh, it's probably pretty different to cricket here in Australia. But we had a tennis ball tournament down at Makaiwa Reserve and we got the ground yeah. for all these teams. They came out like five a side, tennis ball, five overs yeah. and it went all day and there was money on the table yeah. and it was yeah. very, very serious. Exactly because, it was uh, amazing.
2: That, uh, especially um, Asian countries, especially Pakistanian, Indians and Sri Lankan uh, play similar cricket because a lot of uh, Every every part of the country, especially special uh, ground, street, or whatever any places, they have a, uh, cricket everywhere, and uh, especially a lot of softball cricket, and uh, especially you know, Lassit Malinga, uh, uh, he, he was a good uh, good softball cricketer.
0: And, and at MacIver Reserve in Yarraville, it's the windiest ground. Yeah. And we're all bowling with tennis balls. And I thought, Malinga, this yeah. is how we learned to bowl Yorkers mm-hmm. in 2020. Because if you can bowl a tennis ball in the wind, uh, it's the only yeah. way. And yeah. the bats, they were like batting with like wooden spoons. They so like really light and yeah. real yeah. big
2: scoop. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. sixes everywhere. It was amazing. I'd never seen anything like yeah, it. Did you grow up playing cricket like that? Uh, yeah, because I, I was playing a lot of cricket in Sri Lanka, six side. eight. I really loved that game. And because... Um, such a good players and uh, various type of balls. Sometimes burns ball and more bouncing, yeah. and sometimes um, uh, put the tapes yeah. and uh, and that uh, very hard to bat for the big swing. And uh, every players, so every football players know how to survive that cricket, and that's why they have ability for play that game, especially. Whatever windy or because especially they handle for the windy. So you'll be good
0: on the windy grounds of the western suburbs of Melbourne. That's uh, you've grown up playing that. So, uh, Aussies like to you know give people nicknames. Uh, do you have a cricket nickname? What do other teams call you on the field, mate? What should we be calling you?
2: Uh, uh people say few nicknames because some, some people say T because it's to call that uh, my first uh, letters in Taranga and uh, yeah, I think better.
0: Uh, eh? Mr. T, Hey, Mr. T, yeah? You're going to go the Mohawk like uh, like the A-team? Uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. Now, I don't know, if you can imagine you're going out to bat for Sri Lanka at the MCG. Yeah. I mean, you go to there and there's Sri Lankans everywhere. It's like being in Colombo, it's crazy. You know, when you're going out for 2020 yeah. and they play a song on yeah. the, on the thing. That's yeah. your song. Yeah, you know yeah. now. Now your name's like Thiranga Fernando, yeah. so I don't know what your song would be, but do you think you might choose like Fernando by Abba?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, do you yeah, like yeah. that song? Yeah, um, I heard about uh, Abba songs. Uh, yes, some people say, "Oh, Fernando," you know Abba. Yes, uh, yes. I happy to uh, uh, listen to that song Abba to English peoples, and um, especially um, that uh, when Sri Lanka play in Melbourne. And um, a lot of Sri Lankan living in uh, Melbourne and Dandenong uh, uh, Range area. And they used to... Papare? There's, there's, a, lot ball, of, there's yeah. a lot
0: of Fernandos. Do they like that song? Is there a popular song in Sri Lanka? You're saying it's a bit English. Well, They're actually okay. Swedish, Abba, but yeah, you know. Not, you know. Not,
2: not really that song because <laughs> we, uh, we like uh, listening to uh, um, the single year song in uh, English and Hindi as well.
0: Can you hear the drums, wow. Fernando? Like when you go to Battle Bowl, do you ever hear drums? That's in the song,
2: yeah. Uh sometimes drums and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah,
0: okay. That's that's a bad joke. So I mean, that song is a lover and a fighter. And that song, how would you describe yourself as a cricketer? Are you a lover or a fighter?
2: Yeah, I'm a married guy at the moment <laughs> because I got a family. Oh. a family. Yeah, because yeah, I live with uh, them because I miss at the moment. They back to Sri Lanka, and how. Uh, Hopefully they should be coming uh, next couple of months.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you're, you're married? you got yeah. a... Yeah, your wife, kids?
2: Yeah, I've got a two daughters.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Do they play <laughs> cricket? And hopefully in Australia. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah great. Um, so, um, Thuringa, I know... Often we hear about Sri Lanka, we hear about cricket. Yeah. Um, sometimes we hear about refugees and coming, obviously there was the Civil War and I know yeah. there's been players from both sides as yeah. part of the national team.
2: Yeah.
0: Is your experience of cricket in Sri Lanka being one that actually sort of unifies the country or does yeah. it still yeah. sort of reflect some of those divisions?
2: Yeah, every people follow the cricket because uh, cricket is uh, main sport in Sri Lanka. Everyone followed the, uh, cricket in Sri Lanka because especially we won the World Cup 1996 and after that we, uh, we had a really good team and you know, really such a good players, Muralithan uh, and Jaisuri, uh, Aravinda, Mahela, and especially Malinga and uh, really good players.
0: Yeah, obviously Australian cricket's in a bit of crisis at the moment. We lost our captain and our vice captain and you know, a bit of problem with sandpaper and all that stuff, a bit of cheating. What do you think Australian cricket can uh, learn from Sri Lankan cricket?
2: That depends on situation because Australia has such a good cricketers all the time, and Sri Lanka same because everyone does something um, unfortunately a lot of camera and everywhere because unfortunately caught uh, that happen in uh, in that situation because um, every, every players do something for. Win their team, especially. Yeah. I I reckon at at the moment um, I don't know, but uh, Australia have a, such a good team, especially Smith. He's well number one batsman at the moment. <laughs> he's having
0: a rest at the moment. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And
2: David Warner as well, because I I watch his uh, T20 in, um, Caribbean at the moment because he's really struggle, miss uh, mm. pretty out of form at the moment. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he have a. Um, do you
0: think he's having a year off playing for Australia? Do you think we could get him down to Barclay Street just to have a hit?
2: <laughs> exactly really good.
0: <laughs> well, you heard it, David Warner. We want you down. Tharanga Fernando, he's captain of the ones, and he reckons you uh, should come and have a hit, learn something from the Barclay Street and Sri Lankan cricket. Thanks, Tharanga. Appreciate your words, and thanks for being at the club. Yeah, thank you very much.
1: Stuff there, Marks. Thanks uh, for that. Great to meet the new skipper of the club. It's uh, nice to get a bit of Abba at the early mate. Doesn't sound like uh, yeah, Abba's was, that big in Sri Lanka.
0: I was really fishing. Uh, I was fishing with Abba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I felt like a white guy pretty much. Uh, yeah, not sure if it was. Was into Fernando, or uh, whether it's actually big in Hindi in Dandenong with the Sri Lankan <laughs> community, or, or you yeah, know, he sort of said not that song, didn't he?
1: Yeah, look, one we can work it out over the course of the season. we'll have a few uh, Fernando-style parties. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Look, sounds like he's played a lot of cricket, though Marcus, and got a lot of good cricket pedigree. Oh,
0: great that he played with Harath. He can turn wow. a ball. He uh, yeah. he's knocked over Australia in Sri Lanka last time they were over there. So uh, yeah, good credentials. Uh, very exciting, and he's also bringing some mates. Very important for Park Cricket to bring bring your mates down. And
1: from Sri Lanka of all places. Oh,
0: that is very committed. <laughs> very committed to the club. I mean, your brother lives in Moonda, and you can't get him down.
1: That's right. That said, I, you know, I
0: don't know where is Moonda.
1: I, I think Sri Lanka might be a bit closer than that. <laughs>
0: totally, totally. Anyway,
1: so that's uh, that's good value as well. Yeah, and so and a, a wicketkeeper um, to boot. So look, really excited for the club and excited to have uh, Fernando down. And look, looking forward to, to um, what he's got to, to contribute to the team. And, look, he joins a, look, a fair Sri Lankan pedigree at Barclay Street too. We've had some great players. Uh, is, the Sri Lankan heritage uh, play for the, for the Dragons. That is right.
0: And most recently we had Andrew Manakaran, their coach, yep. and, and got us to the finals. Yes. I think probably the yes. only last, time we have The last time we had any success was with a Sri Lankan. And then, of course, you can't talk Sri Lanka and uh, Barclay Street without going back to the great... Uh, Brian Guru Amit. Ah, the Guru. Yes, uh, great player for the club. I think he played under-19s in Sri Lanka. And we probably got him at the end of his career, Chris. Yes. Uh, But, you know, he was like... I know I asked uh, Thuranga whether he was a lover or a fighter. There was no doubt with Guru, was there? No, well, (laughs) I think in some ways he was the wise man of uh, cricket. The uh, Sri Lankan logo has the, the lion with the sword and it's the fighter, but... It's inside the Lotus, on the test jumper, on the the logo. Yes. Uh, Which is the nice Buddhist Buddhist country, you know, all that stuff. Uh, The wise man of cricket. And he he used to play like Buddha. Some thought that the guru thing might have been a bit racist, but actually he was the guru. He played like Buddha. Uh, Yeah. I once ran him out. Seriously, I called for it. I was after a quick single, and he didn't say yes. He didn't say no. He just ran. When I say ran, his knees were long gone, and... He didn't make it halfway, but he just kept running and he just kept running off the ground. He didn't get angry. He, he played his cricket like that. Amazing cover drives, just beautiful poetry in motion. It was like he wasn't even trying. Detached, almost like Buddha meditating. Beautiful to watch. I was there cursing and spitting that i run him out, <laughs> but he was lovely and it would, very free with advice. And um, yeah, obviously knew a bit about cricket and yeah, sponsored the club quite a lot ever since and yeah. A real legend, Brian, the guru, and it? So it's exciting to have another chapter of uh, Sri Lankan, Barclay Street, local park cricket. Have Absolutely. Last Lankan. six. Yes. Oh, thanks, Laurie. Uh, Laurie's just given us the
1: last six down the nets here, uh, Mark, so we probably need to get into it. Now, the, the last six, as uh, this is our first show, we'll just give a little explanation, but it's basically what we've learnt over the course of the week
0: um, uh, when it comes to cricket and also some predictions around cricket as well. It's just like the last six in the nets... It's, you get six more and you, you've got to try and win the game. And, you know, what, however you've batted, however you think, geez, if I just hit six sixes here, I can win the game. So, oh, sorry, it,
1: Marcus, why don't you kick us off with uh, with uh, your first well, one of thing the last one thing we've six.
0: learned from this podcast, Chris, is that it's going to be onions at the AGM barbecue. <laughs> that's right. Danny Lally. Thank uh, you, Danny. i a bit concerned that's the only vegetarian option, perhaps for some of the new Sri Lankans. The
1: onion sandwiches. Around. I know yep.
0: Mandy has sometimes run down to Coles at the last minute to get some bubble and squeak, but I'm predicting uh, Sashi from MasterChef, <laughs> is actually going to come down and save Danny. That would be darn. a coup. That'd a big be... vegetarian option yeah. for the AGM barbie. That's right. what I'm predicting. There you go. Sashi. That's first ball.
1: At AGM. Thank you very much. What about number two? What have we got? Um, look, I think I'm going to go with a bit of an international flavour for my uh First prediction of the season: uh, the upcoming Australian Test matches. Obviously, there's big changes, but not just in the batting, but also the bowling stocks uh, oh, yeah. going to UAE with a few injuries to the main players. So I'm predicting that uh, we're going to have Finchy come back into the Australian squad and really lock down that opening uh, yeah, nice. opening assignment. That for Dave Warner can hit it big and long and hard.
0: Nice Warner replacement.
1: Yes, yeah. I think that'll work all right. I think uh, we might have Hanscom come back into the side, mm. knock down one of those mid. Order spots. He's in India at the moment with Australia A, eh, trying to get on the park with a fair bit of rain. But probably the big call and the, go, the controversial call is is the great man, the great banana eater himself, Peter Siddle.
0: Peter Siddle.
1: Peter Siddle coming he, back he into retired. the into the Australian lineup. No, he's still bowling somewhere, I'm sure. And uh, oh my goodness, I just think those those flat, dusty de- decks. <laughs> Over at the UAE, he could get a bit of life out of. So that's my big call early on in out- the piece. Right. Well,
0: while we're doing outrageous call with, uh, you know, what is it, three to come now? I'm saying, uh, I'm saying, Dave Warner, he's having some time off. I think it'd be good for his soul to come down, and uh, you know, I'm a reverend. His nickname's the Reverend. Maybe he could, uh, he could open the batting with me. He should play a game for the Barclay Street one day. As that's wow. In fact, you know, while we're making big predictions, maybe he'll enjoy batting with me so much that it would be good for his soul if he became an actual reverend. Maybe we can make him the real reverend. So uh, maybe in his time off, maybe he'll become an actual priest.
1: <laughs> OK, that is a, that's a big call. Um, that would be great to see it happen. And pro- I think the last ball, I think my prediction is that I think the fourths, uh, who have been defunct for a few seasons now, uh, the 4th-11 at, at Barker Street... Uh, the team that you captain, the team that I captain.
0: Jeez, oh, mate, we could barely get two teams on the oh, no. last year. What do you reckon?
1: Uh, I'm the fourth to coming back.
0: Oh my goodness,
1: uh, that's, what, that's what I'm calling. And so, uh, looking forward to talking more about that over the course of the season. Well, that's it for the show. Uh, thanks so much <laughs> for listening. I uh, appreciate you taking the time. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, keep your eye out for our next uh, podcast. It'll be coming out shortly. Uh, Feel free to go to where you get your podcasts and subscribe. um, Let your friends know. And if you're a local uh, cricketer and you want to have a chat to us about all things uh, Western suburban cricket, we'd love to hear from you as well.
0: Bring your mates down. Come on down to Barkley Street. From Sri Lanka to Myrnda to uh, (laughs) Maribyrnong Reserve. That's right. Nice to uh, see a new chapter with uh, Barkley Street and Sri Lankan cricket coming together. Mr T, can you hear the drums? (laughs) Fernando. You've been listening to the Dragon Cricket Podcast, broadcast from the Barclay Street Uniting Cricket Club of Melbourne's Inner West. Legal disclaimer: The views and opinions contained herein do not necessarily reflect the official position of the Berkeley Street Uniting Cricket Club. What to you by cricket journeyman who, in a time of Australian cricket crisis, undertook a quest to rediscover the true spirit of Australian suburban park cricket. Arise, you purple dragons! Feel the fire. Enter your lair of God.